Hello there and welcome to Trope on a Rope, the show where we take a look at cinema's item bag and rummage through the various bits and bobs that have come to define it. Today we conclude our deep dive into the heroes who have been wronged by former associates and now, having had everything taken from them, find themselves at rock bottom. They may be down, but they're not out. So strap in, because adventure is afoot. Teams need to be gathered, plans need to be made, and scores need to be settled. And lessons need to be learned. And lessons need to be learned as we look at the revenge heist. My name's Jeff, and I'm joined by Mr. Colin Gerrard. Nat 20, bitch. That's me. I'm Colin. Hi. <laughs> so today we are looking at Dungeons & Dragons, not the, not the um, what was it, 90s weird one with Jeremy Irons? With bad CGI? Yeah, which had nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons, just had a dragon in it. Did it even have a dun did it even have a dungeon in it? <laughs> well, you're gonna like my blurb in a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all a Game of Th- Game of Thrones Dungeons and Dragons. Fucking hell. When I was writing my notes, I was looking at the Wikipedia entry for this, and it mentioned the original Dungeons and Dragons. It also mentioned that this isn't related to those. Um, it's set in a slightly different story world from the game. It's yeah, yeah. from the game, but the game has multiple story worlds, and this one, is, this new one, is set in a different story world than the previous film. And the fact that the previous film was a trilogy. What? <laughs> your your face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, apparently it's a trilogy. The straight to video. I assume the second two. The, th- the first one should have been. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that that's a thing that happened apparently. I don't get it. When you contract AIDS, you don't try and contract AIDS a further two times. You just give up and try to get rid of the AIDS. Why would you make a further two Dungeons and Dragons movies? <laughs> I thought that you would stick with the AIDS metaphor there. <laughs> Why would you go for further AIDS? Um, let me see. Uh, I just put, brought up the uh, Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> God, you, you've just made you've just really you've just really ruined my day. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, the original Dungeons and Dragons film was called uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Just that's what it was called. Um, uh, that was made in two thousand. And to be honest, it was it's great um, self control on the the part of the makers of that film that they didn't call it Dungeons and Dragons two thousand. Because like everything else in two thousand was called Nanchello two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well done for not doing that. But the sequel to that was called um, Dungeons and Dragons two thousand and one. <laughs> Colon no. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons dash Wrath of the Go- uh, Wrath of the Dragon God. Uh, that was in two thousand and five. I thought it was going to be something like Dungeons and even more dragons. <laughs> <laughs> The third one, Dungeons and Dragons three from two thousand and twelve. Jesus, um, I thought that one was going to be called Dungeons and Why? Uh, oh, fucking hell. actually, second one. Let's go back to that. Wrath of the Dragon God. Uh, it was released in theaters in Europe and North America, uh, and then went, uh, released on DVD. The third one was straight to DVD. It was called. <sighs> this is this is a clunky title, The Book of Vile Darkness. Is it called Dungeons and Dragons, the Book of Vile Darkness, or was it just a random? Yeah, it's called Dungeons and Dragons Three, Book of Ra- the Book of Random Vile Darkness. And then we've got, um, then we've got, um, what's it called? Uh, this current one, which is Dungeons and Dragons Hyphen uh, Honor Among Thieves. Um, so let's let's minimise that window, and I've got me blurb. 
Dungeons and Dragons follows the story of sticky-fingered Edgin, a master planner who for some reason plans a job with a con artist and a red witch, believing it will turn out well. When it obviously doesn't, he loses everything, including his daughter and his freedom. Securing the latter, he seeks the former, in a movie that has exactly two dungeons and two dragons, confirming the pluralisation of the title accurate. Which makes me happy. Um, so, uh, this, this, this film, uh, what's your, uh, initial thoughts of this film? Actually, wait, 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 there was only one dragon. No, there's two. No, it's the same dragon, it just got fat. No, I think it's a different dragon. Okay, I, I thought it was the same one, but... It's a different dragon. The big fat dragon, he fires f- fire. He breathes fire. Yeah. Whereas the first one breathes out, like, a black tar. Oh, I didn't, I, yeah, didn't notice that. All right, fair dues. I just assumed it was this. Uh, I assumed that they'd uh, that it was now guarding treasure and it, it just been eating people coming in and got fat. I thought that was quite funny. I will tell you what though. When I say two dungeons, is it? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting when they when the um, when the the second one is kind of the games when they're in that little square thing underground, that's the closest thing to a second dungeon that they have. Which is more of a labyrinth. Yeah. But, yeah, the one that... They go back to the dungeon at, the like, the prison twice. Yeah. But um, that's still the same place. Exactly. <laughs> dun, dun, <laughs> revisiting the same dungeon and the same dragon who got fat. <laughs> it wasn't the same dragon that got fat. <laughs> Anyway, this uh, this the, this film. What are, what were your initial thoughts about this film, other than the accuracy of the title? <laughs> Damn it! You took away my only point. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, before watching it, um, I had previously seen uh, and tried to forget Jeremy Irons' version, and assumed this was <laughs> going to be pretty shit. But you sent me a message saying it was good, so I uh, I do value your opinion. I gave it a chance, and yeah, it was fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, just nice storytelling just very simple straightforward good this this film is this film is an honest joy yeah it's fucking great and like like it's not even like a it has lots of comedy but it's not like a really slapstick comedy it's and it's not like overly into like intellectual comedy either it's just a nice nice little mix yeah it's more like conversational comedy like it's just like how people would talk if they were all super weird. It's a little bit like sitcommy. Yeah. It's it this film is is really good. It's charming as fuck. Um is how I would describe it. Uh especially in its comedy. It's charming as hell. Um the first time I watched it, I thought it was amazing. The second time I've seen it now, I think some of its charm covers some of the holes in the plot a little bit. Um <laughs> but I am I am I am forgiving of it. The, the thing, uh, of its holes in the plot. Another thing I liked about it was that it's a, it's rare to have a, a cast like an, an ensemble cast where they're all genuinely likable, like likable characters. You you even kind of like uh, the bad guy, Hugh Grant. Like a, recently, Hugh Grant's become an amazing. Right. Let's talk about Hugh Grant for a minute because um, we've had this chat like off air before. I think. Um, and I tell I tell you what, this is a big miss by me. In our trope list, we have a list of all the tropes that we're going to cover on the show, and then we pick pick a random one um, for each each um, season. 
season uh, by the, series. By the way, anyone listening, if you have an idea for a trope that you'd like to hear, feel free to comment and uh, we'll if we get yeah, chuck us chuck us a message on uh, Twitter at the moment, I suppose at tba underscore tweets um, or whatever that website is called now. So we have a trope list and. Um, on that list, it's not just tropes. We've got actors, and we've also got film series like Star Wars and stuff like that. But I haven't put Hugh Grant's Renaissance on there, and I think really, really should. Because the, the, there are other actors who've, who've decided to reinvent themselves. Who got typecast as a certain type of actor, and then took a break and decided to reinvent themselves. But he actually really pulled it off well. Yeah, so he what he was like the bumbling British like oh, oh it was, uh, I, I couldn't possibly oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'd very much like to if, if you don't mind like if, if if it wouldn't be a problem at some point in the future maybe if it's okay with you possibly take you out for dinner and now he's just he's like taking interesting roles and mostly he's trying to have the most fun on a set that he seems seems that he can get yeah. That was a shit sentence. He seems to be trying to get have the most fun he possibly can whilst filming. And it's yeah. great. I mean, it seems to have started around Cloud Atlas time. Yeah. And it's just really picked off since then. What was that recent one that was on um that was on Netflix where he played the reporter, the Cockney reporter? Oh, and, um uh, the gentleman. He was fucking fantastic in that. Yeah, it almost steals the show in that, but there's a lot of good characters in that film. Um, and he's in another Guy Ritchie film on Amazon where he just plays pretty much the same character again. But you can just tell that he's having the time of his life. And God bless Hugh Grant and his further adventures. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've totally one eighted on him. I used to really not like Hugh Grant at all, and now I think he's. You, I think you he's didn't good. like the. Uh, 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 sorry, sorry to offend as as uh, as uh, some learned person. Just say the words. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so shall we talk about the team then so we've got we've got Hugh Grant um, who's the bad guy yeah on a good guys team we've got Edgin who is Chris Pine the man with the plan um, so we got Holger which is uh, Michelle Rodriguez she plays she plays the, she plays the warrior character the barbarian yeah she's the muscle so yeah Edgin Chris Pine he's the man with the plan Holger Michelle Rodriguez she's the muscle Simon who's Justice Smith um, is the mage Doris, Doric, sorry, who is Safina uh, Lillis, I think her name is, who's the shapeshifter. And then later on, we get Zenk, who is um, uh, Reggae Jean, Reggae Jean Page, who's the mentor. Uh, oh, yeah. He, I, I really liked him. <laughs> He's good. Isn't he? And then we have uh, Kira, who's uh, Chloe Coleman, who's the kid. Um, and then the bad guys, we have Forge, is Hugh Grant, is Coman, and then Safina Daisy Head as uh, the Red Witch. But the team, how are we feeling about the team? It, um, yeah, it's a bit ha- uh, slapdash, <laughs> shooter hamper, kind of. Uh, he obviously doesn't have many choices of who he can choose to be in the team in the first place, so he just took what he could get. <laughs> so, but, like, I mean, they have good chemistry. you got the uh, shit mage who can literally just light a candle on his finger and yeah. make the smell of grass happen, <laughs> freshly cut grass happen. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but Holger, uh, she, I think everything I've ever seen in, she's always been like the the macho kind of... Yeah. Like a, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, that's the one, Michelle Rodriguez. She's always been like the macho... But like, fuck it, she's she's scary as shit, so... And also at the same time, really yeah. really nice and cute. Like, 
I really, I really like her character because she has both of them. She is scary as shit, and she would beat the shit yeah. out. She would beat the shit out of me. But at the same time, she's really, <laughs> she's really nice and lovable. Yeah, Holger. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. I love anything that Michelle Rodriguez is in. She, she's the, she's the obvious. Just can't say anything but the exact truth or what she's thinking. Just like straight to the point. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that like most of the, she keeps having everyone has these little comments in the background that like come to fruition later like she has a little comment about maybe she could turn it's into a deer, a deer. <laughs> yeah, well, what a deer in the middle of a t- middle of a city yeah really about? blend in right <laughs> told you she'd turn into a deer stop talking about it <laughs> Justice Smith is the mage um, yeah I like Justice Smith um he plays a very similar character to stuff he's done in the past, but um, yeah, like yeah, it no, yeah. lacks confidence, doesn't believe in himself. But like uh, again, he's just a good good guy. Um, the least I don't know, least famous of uh, the main cast is probably Doric, the shape shapeshifter. Yeah. Um, what's her What's her name? The the actress. Uh, Sophia Lillis. She's in. I've not seen the remake of it. I have. Is she um, in that? She's the girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably should have, probably should have noticed that. Becomes Jessica Chadwick in the second one. Is the grown-up version? Don't remember. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, Jess, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because I forgot there was a sequel to it. Yeah, is the <laughs> is the adults. is the sequel them? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep that. I'm not going to cut that out. I'm going to keep it in. I, by the way, I, I like <laughs> so that you learn. I, I like I like bad jokes. I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No, the team. I like the, I like the team, and I like the fact that they all seem to like do something. I know, like Doric, like points out with Chris Pine, like, what do you do? what's the plan is that's a, that's a great one oh, if, if the plan fails then I make another plan so you plan to fail what you make you make bad plans what, you make bad plans but, no that's not what I'm saying and she's kind of right because he does do that through the rest of the film not to jump ahead too far but he's like right plan B right plan C no back to B and now D which is half B and half C isn't that just plan A well yeah but that one's got a bad taint on it so <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the tape. Never forget about the tape. Um, right, let's let's get into the film proper. So we've got part one, the backstory. Hmm. Um, so it starts. Uh, Edgin and um, Holger. Is it Holger or Helga? I just Holger. 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 Edgin and Holger. They're in prison. We don't know why. Um, to start. Um, but they're just in their cells eating potatoes and knitting mittens and breaking uh, a random guy's legs uh, because he tries to hit on Holger like straight away. Well, mostly it's, mostly it's because she he interrupts her eating a potato. Are you suggesting that maybe if she wasn't eating the potato that she might have been interested? Well, she wouldn't have been interested, but she might not have like, broken his legs. <laughs> like Chris Pine does mention uh, she doesn't like it when you interrupt her eating potatoes. Yeah, he did. Well, he did warn her. Um, warn him, sorry. They brought, they go before the uh, parole board uh, and they begin to, uh, Chris Pine begins to reluctantly tell their backstory because they're actually waiting for one certain member of the board 
Jonathan, Jonathan. Uh, who is not there yet. I, uh, um, I absolutely love the fact that he has such a normal name. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's Jonathan? Yeah, so you're not suspicious of it, but they do. He, watching it back, I did notice that when they're outside cutting ice, um, Chris Pine does say the species name. Oh, does he? Yeah. But because I know shit all about oh, incidentally, just just a, a blanket statement, I know fuck all about Dungeons and Dragons the game. So if we if I mention something that that's from the game, I don't know. Um, I I know a little bit. Not I've never played it, but I I just yeah I've, I know a little bit. So revel in our ignorance because we're just talking about the film itself, not the game. So if there's references to anything, it's because I saw it on Wikipedia, maybe. I'm actually surprised that in this movie they didn't have like a just random in the background, someone playing dice or something. I tell you what, before we get deeper into the film, um, I forgot to write this down. I'm surprised that they didn't do it. Maybe they would have done this years ago. Um that th- like the Forbidden Kingdom style of having a modern um, fantasy where it starts in the real world and then they uh, uh, like get launched into a fantasy world. I get it. Yeah, like yeah, it starts in the real world and like there's like, they're playing actual Dungeons and Dragons and then there's like a magical fucking dice and he rolls a nat twenty or something like that. I know the word nat twenty. I know what that means. Natural twenty. Yeah, yeah. What does it mean in the context of the game? Not a fucking clue. <laughs> it means that when when your character has like bonus scores on your character sheet and you roll like a seventeen, but you get the bonus of like plus three, that's not a natural twenty. That's a twenty that you got by by bonus points. But if you roll an actual number twenty on the dice, that's like whoa, that's amazing, and you get like a extra bonus like a damage or whatever. But yeah, no, uh, Jonathan. He has a completely normal name, but then turns out to be a giant bird. <laughs> Jonathan, great choice for a name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before we get into Jonathan's starring role, um, Egan's telling his um, his the the tragic backstory, Um, and like he's an ex Harper, which is a kind of night spy thing. Yeah, I'm not really sure it is, but yeah, they 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 generally do good for the citizens. Uh, the the quote he gives is they ser- uh, wait it's not a quote I paraphrase this but uh, serve the innocent without asking for anything in return yes yeah, so it's like he's fine with the first part but not quite so much with the second half um, yeah <laughs> I would be too like where do you get your fucking money from yeah it seems not to make sense from an organisational point of view like you've got these highly trained people that you've that you that you've brought up with spe- with specialist skills armour. Weapons, armors, specialist skills, and then you're not paying them, and then you don't expect them to become like thieves and shit, and do stuff on the side to make actual money because that's how the world works. <laughs> if they happen to come across a shitload of money during their travels, they have to give it out to the citizens. It's just a kick in the teeth. Not only are we not going to pay you, but if you actually find any money, give it away. Um, anyway, he ha- he's got like a like an idyllic life in a lovely house in this what looks like the center of the part of the only part of town they could be bothered to build for this film. Um, <laughs> his his wife though she gets killed by a red wizard's blade, um, which uh, can't be can't be healed, um, so she dies, uh, and he goes off the and he goes off the rail and get takes a baby to the pub and gets so drunk he falls off a stool. 
class act. Yep, sounds about what I would do too. It's there he meets Holger and they raise the kid together. I do like the fact that there's no like romance between those two. Yeah, yeah, same here. I also, I also, I also really like the the relationship between Holger and uh, what had his daughter. Like she's like his, her second mother. Yeah, he mentions early doors that they're like brother and sister. I'm like, great, you've snuffed out the chance that you'll you'll end up fucking later. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, like what the barman like says, oh, uh, would you and your wife want anything else? And they're both like, oh, what? No, no way. What? Wife? Fuck off. Uh, she just makes one comment too far and she's just like, can you imagine kissing those lips? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, what's wrong with my lips? People, people, people <laughs> like my lips. Too big for your face. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, they start a thieving and they get a band together and then they do a heist. And it's the heist. They do a bunch of heists, um, but um, it's the one that we mention uh, in the in the t- in the um, opening blurb. The, the, like the, fir- the first one they do is is what gets uh, well, not the first one, but it gets the his daughter the the pendant that lets her turn invisible. Yeah, which is important later on. Yeah, which they just steal from a shop. Right, <laughs> just smash the window. Yeah. <laughs> That's an incredibly powerful piece of magical items just to be in a shop window. Mind you, like all that's like fantasy um, RPG rules, isn't it? It's just like, oh, yes, we have dangerous, <laughs> we have really dangerous stuff just on a shelf over there. Here's a random ma- magic book to, to awaken the undead. Really? <laughs> um, so um, they do a heist. It's the heist that was uh, that we mentioned in the blurb at the beginning. With a con man on the team, never trust a con man, which they do point out, and with a creepy-ass red witch, and uh, they go into a Harper stronghold, and uh, by the way, if we're playing fantasy bingo, fortress on top of a sea stack out in the ocean. That's a... It's always one of them. That's 20 points. (laughs) Yeah, right? And he's talking about, like, they left the kid behind, because, uh, just in case, uh, she didn't tell her about the... um, the Amulet of Reawakening, which is what he's after. Yeah, he, he, um, and the Red Witch. Am I right in thinking, before, before this uh, Forge told him about this uh, Amulet of, of uh, Reawakening, whatever, was he planning on quitting the thieving game at that point? I don't know, possibly. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, he. it's like... I think, I think rather that they just get into... They shouldn't have taken the job with the Red Witch. Yeah. Because one, she creepy ass. And two, she's a fucking red witch. Yeah, so what, what, what are you doing? Um, he says, well, we didn't tell her... I'm also surprised that the Tablet of Reawakening is a real thing and not just the thing that Forge bullshitted to get him in the room. Yeah, that is, that's true. Although, no, no, because he, he planned on screwing him over anyway, so he could, he could have just lied about it. Yeah, no one wanted the no one. They only they she needed the so the thing is a Harper's stronghold, and he's quit the Harper's, but he's still got like the key to get into their houses and shit. Because for some reason, you don't have to hand in your access card when you leave work. Well, um, it's because they're all too nice, and they, they they trust they will come back and have a change of heart, be good again. So he can get him in there. So she needs him. She needs to get in there so that she can get the red horn of the the red horn of red fart death. Yeah, Um, Yeah, uh, that's what she's after. And then they convince him to go. He doesn't want to do it. He knows it's dodgy, and 
Forge convinces him to do it by telling him about the Tablet of Reawakening. So it doesn't need to have been a real thing because he's the only thing person that's after it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's he's like, we didn't tell it. We didn't tell the kid about the Tablet of Reawakening just in case things went to shit. And one of my favorite lines of this is, "If things went to shit, and to shit it went." <laughs> The Tablet of Reawakening as well also has a trip wire attached to it. That's how they get caught. Yeah, like a, a thin hair. Like, yeah. So, like, <coughs> Which I'm sure is on Fantasy Bingo as well. <laughs> but uh, why wasn't the the horn of and like death and rebirth didn't have a trip wire in it? Yeah, that's my point. Why is the red horn of fart death not... <laughs> that's what, that was way more dangerous than... The... That's world-ending shit right there. <laughs> also, why is that in that room? The the horn, yeah. Uh, they they keep they're keeping it away from people. They're keeping it safe. Keep it secret. Keep it yeah, safe. Keep it secret. They never explain how they got because later later we'll cover it. Uh, later that's a good point, actually. What, what, yeah. How how the horn is used, but the horn is used successfully by that bad guy later on in the film. Yeah. When does he lose the horn? Yeah, and why is he dead and a ghost? I hadn't really, th- I hadn't really thought about that actually, because he he appears he appears twice in the movie. One is in the f- the flashback explaining what the horn is and why it's so bad, yeah. and the second one is that he's just a, like a a shimmery, smoky ghost in the corner. That other than that, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. How did he die? Why is he a ghost? Right. So let's talk about what the horn does. It's explained later, but we'll say it now. Um, so there's the. Th- Thens or something like that. I can't remember what what um, race or nation it is. A red priest takes over a country by using the red horn of uh, the red horn of fart death um, by sucking tendrils of death out of the air that turn into a fart gas that goes out across the population. Whilst there's the population has been gathered together. The mist goes across the population and it turns them into like undead zombie armies. Yeah, that just kill anyone and turn on their even their like closest family. Which the hot guy from Bridgerton he survives just and escapes just um, after his parents turn on him. So that was completely successful. What that wizard did, and apparently it was contained within that one country as well. Hot guy from Bridgerton says so. So what's the point in ter- having a zombie army if you're not going to use it against the world? That's yeah. I, I'm assuming that the, it was the Harpers. The Harpers must have because they have the horn, right? Yeah. So they 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 must like it was only a, there wasn't enough people that turned, and the Harpers managed to kill kill him and take the horn and and solve the situation in some way. But it, it's not it's mm. not actually explained. Yeah. So is that country just fucked now? What's a country where everyone's a zombie army? What's your day-to-day life? Um, What's the healthcare situation going on? Yep. You're paying taxes? Like, like the, the same with the conversation about Blade. Once everyone's turned into an undead zombie, what do they eat? And now that you're the king of the zombies, what are you... What, 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 are you what, what next? You've not got many... <laughs> you, you've not got much many leadership challenges, do you? Well, now I've finally got control of the entire Earth via zombies. Let's talk about the healthcare system. Right, let's look at today's itinerary, and yep, everyone's dead still. Fin- um. Finally, we can have gun control. 
Oh, but we live in a world in, with magic, so that's a thousand times worse. <laughs> so magic control. So at some point the harpers. So we're assuming that at some point the harpers have got this horn and then they've put it in this one room with a bunch of other shit. Yeah, with one door, uh, with a lot of gold, which they're supposed to give away to citizens. Mother. All right. okay, so yeah, no, they're they're, um, breaking some rules there. Um, Not not cool. So anyway, during this during this um, heist, back to the heist, they're in this room. Edgin sets off the alarm by taking the tablet of reawakening. Bunch of soldiers turn up. Sophina does. Sophina, what's her name? Sophina. She does a time stop and gets everyone stuck in the room except for Forge and presumably her because she's controlling it. But then Jonathan turns up, and apparently, yes, as we mentioned, he's a giant birdman. Uh, they grab him, they dive out the window in the hopes that they that he'll fly them to safety. Even though his parole, they, they we've just approved you. We've just approved your pardon. To make that better, that was brilliant. I did like that. But to make it better, when they landed on the ground and checked on Jonathan, they was like, "Did you hear what they said when we were left?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear anything? I heard them shout something, but it wasn't it wasn't clear because it was like windy and shit. <laughs> We were falling. <laughs> yeah, and she just throws a potato. That's also quite fun. Oh yeah, she throws a potato at one of the guards, and then one of the um, one of the parole boards just goes, "She's throwing potatoes," <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was a great line. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dave. We can uh, see that. <laughs> uh, right, part two: getting into Neverwinter. The problem that they're faced with, Carl, is that while they were in prison, as well you know, for you saw the same film, uh, <laughs> while they were in prison, uh, Forge has taken all the money and the witch and set himself up as Lord of Neverwinter, a really nice town. Yeah, the the, um, the witch has uh, like a, made the Lord of the city sick and incapacitated mm. so that Forge can just jump in and take over. He's also taken Edgin's daughter, who Edgin did say, look after my daughter. But he's like taken her under his wing, treats her like his own, and has kind of turned her against her father and Holger. Actually, I I quite like that scene where where he like reveals that like it's more like his daughter now. Like the way he lies and manipulates that situation is is genius. Yeah, I do like I do like I do like his manipulation, but I don't like her. I think she accepts it a little bit too much. Yeah, just straight, just straight, straight away assumes. Yeah, fucking hell, my my father is a massive cunt. Hey, yeah, and not only not only for her father, who her father like he has the air of a man who's a bit dodge. But what about Holger? Yeah, that yeah, that's my point. What, what about her relationship with Holger? She should like treat that a little bit more. Like at least give her a, a chance to explain. Like he says that it's not a tablet of reawakening, but a tablet of riches, and that's why they're back—not for the kid, but to get this tablet of riches. But um, but it's really clever because that he, he manipulates into in such a way that they have to leave the city after that in order to actually get the girl back. But because they left the city, yeah. he can then just say to them, "Oh yes, um, I gave them the tablet of riches." Yeah, and then they just left. They didn't. They left without me. Yes, yes. They really did just want the riches. Like he's really clever about how he manipulates yeah. it. Um, he, yeah, he also reveals that they're wanted for escape in prison, which again they didn't have to do. Um, but yeah, Hugh Grant is having so much fun in this scene, um, especially like with the. <laughs> 
Including like with the hot tea <laughs> and he gets the witch to cool it down and he's like, mm, didn't think you put your finger in the cup. Um. It's, un- it's unnecessarily hot. There's just literally no reason to be this hot. So anyway, as I was... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they have to they have to um, get out of town, um, and they gather the band together. They get Simon in a nice little scene in the little church. Yeah. So they get they get Simon back on board. They recruit uh, recruit Doric as well. Um, Who uh, Simon's in love with? Simon's in love with. He's made he's made he's tried to court her in the past. Um, but it didn't work out. She doesn't. She doesn't even remember who he is at, th- at first. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, I'm Simon. Uh, I courted you before. He's, my favourite line from him is, when, remember, I made you sad. Not because of anything I did, just because of who I am. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> so their plan is to break into the city, get uh, steal, a bun- steal the money, and get the kid back. Um, Doric questions Egan's role, as we mentioned earlier. Doric does the sneaking in. She's really useful. <laughs> Yeah, she's super useful. Like what we meet when we when you meet her, she's like, what is she? She's, sa- she's saving someone's being executed. Yeah, someone's being executed, but it's not her. She's one of the horses that the bad guys are riding. Yeah, and then she and then she turns into a giant muscly an, owl, an owl bear. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> they're like, what is that? It's an owl bear. <laughs> <laughs> beats the shit out of everyone and then they escape um but yeah yeah she is really useful i know people decry the use of cg in films a lot but her sneaking in and then her escape from the castle is some of the best fucking cg and the use of cg i've seen in fucking ages definitely and like the thing is i i decry cg a lot but but there is a time and a place to use it and when yeah and when it's used well, it's amazing. It's just just when you use it for literally everything and for po- things that you don't need to use CG for. Yeah, it's just fucking annoying. So, uh, so she sneaks into the pl- uh, into the the room with the. They got to find out wh- where the vault is and what magic is being used on the vault to keep it shut. Yeah. So she dis- disguises herself. She transforms into a fly, and she's watching as the red wizard is explaining. Um, what 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 what's on the uh, what magic is used red wizard like discovers her and then she skedaddles like through a vent in the wall or through a crack crack in the floor and then transforms into a different animal then Mm -hmm. into herself um hiding in a suit of armor and then into something else and then into something else and then to a bird into a rat at some point uh, into a rat into herself one more time and then into a deer and it's fucking great. Yeah, it's it, it it's brilliant. Turns out though that the vault door is like I can't remember how they describe it, but it's double magic. Yes, yeah, so that's a really a really really strong uh, some kind of spell on it. You know how magic this is? Double. Double magic. Some would say triple. <laughs> so they can't get through. They can't get through with just Simon's normal magic. So um, part three. This is my title of part three. The magic helmet that's an incredibly powerful, potentially world-ending doomsday device that hundreds have lost their life over to protect. Uh, but let's give it to these four dudes I literally just met at the docks. The the MacGuffin of mastery. <laughs> the, 
They call it the Helm of Disjunction. Um, yeah, which I'm not, I'm not sure why they call it that, but okay. It's a helm. I get that part. Tis a helm. I got the helm and of. Yeah. Uh, I need a dictionary for the last one. Um, so it turns out, hundreds of years ago, um, Helga's people fought to protect, fought in a world war to protect the, the helm. Um, so they go to the battle site to question the dead. Swinging by on the way, her old village, which, by the way, looks suspiciously like Edgins. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they went to the back door. <laughs> they just turned the house around um, uh, and for a magic s- stick and to meet surprise badly Cooper. Oh, they, they didn't even go for for a magic stick uh, it was a present that Holger gave t- yeah. to him and uh, he's like a little, a little tiny hobbit or something mm. and, but who apparently really likes massive women and uh, yeah, and Holger likes uh, tiny men because there's a bit right at the end where she meets like an ambassador from <laughs> yeah. that country or whatever it is, and she's like, "Sup?" <laughs> I forgot about that. You know what time it is? <laughs> oh, he, oh, he's so cute. Um, so yeah, they go to this battle site, and um, uh, uh, what's his name? Simon. He's got like a little pendulum thing that can uh, reawaken the dead for like five questions. Yeah, which was great scene. I love this scene. Yeah, so did I. It's um, brilliant. <laughs> uh, did that question count? Yes. Well, he, he thought I was asking him. Do you really want to waste? <laughs> do you really want to waste your questions with these questions? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It takes them like three or four people because it's trying to find track what happened to the helm after the battle, but because they're dead, they don't know. Yeah, because like most of them had the helm, and they're like, oh, I gave it to Dave. Oh, okay, so then they find Dave. He's like, uh, well, the last thing I remember was falling out of a bath and dying. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I didn't even go to the battle. No, I think you mean my, um, my brother. <laughs> But it turns out that the last guy that they talked to, he handed it over to the the hot guy from Bridgerton. Um, and then they leave him with one question, and therefore he's got to stay undead. And I do like that they, they, they do foreshadow that with the first person they talk to. Like, he asks, he finds out where the helm is. And he goes, okay, let's ask the next guy. He's like, you have to ask the other questions, otherwise he's going to remain alive for the rest of time. Yeah, and then they finally do do that. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, after, um, after questioning about 20 people and getting bored of it. Also, like when when Chris Pine is talking to Simon about, does this question count? Does he think I'm asking a question? And then it does count. With that last guy, with the information they get, they have a conversation amongst themselves next to the dead guy. And in that conversation, loads of questions come up. (laughs) Which he doesn't answer. So he could have... (laughs) He could have just been like, I know the answer... Someone goes like, "That's pretty dangerous, isn't it?" And like, he could have answered and gone, "Yes," and then died and been fine. So it's slightly his own fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy from Bridgerton, um, right? It's pointed out he talks like in riddles and like old rhymes and stuff like that, and yeah. like fortune cookie like things. He slightly reminds me of um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the the tattoo guy, the big strong one. He doesn't seem to understand metaphor. Or like it, or innuendo, anything. He just takes everything literally. You are right. I was thinking though of the guy from Mystery Men. Which one? 
the 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 uh, the guy who's training them to become. You must master your fear, or fear will be your master. Is that what you were <laughs> okay, to yeah, say? Yeah. So it's like a combination of those, the combination of those yeah. two things. <laughs> ah, that would. Um, <laughs> I thought you. I thought you would have got there because you like mystery men, don't you? I do, well, I hate it and love it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he gives the backstory on the red fart stuff, and and he agrees to give them this dangerous helmet. Um, so he takes them to the 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 under. The under, I think it's called the under dark, but I've written the under taint. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, uh, the, somewhere, somewhere dark. He also he he paints it as this place of like unimaginable horrors, like hell or something. Yeah, but it's just like there's one fat dragon and some dudes, and it's the inside of a volcano. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing down there really. There's those brain monsters that just walk past them because they can't don't sense intelligence. <laughs> I like that as well. But apart from that, it's the fat dragon, and then that's it. Yeah, which is the same dragon from before. Um, I did. I loved the the um the 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 bit about the bridge. What well, the 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 oh where he does that massive explanation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was brilliant. <laughs> It reminded me of how um, what was that CITV show like Dungeon Master or something like that? You know where the kids wore a helmet and then the, the go friend... forward, go forward, go left, go left. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of that. I think I think that I think that uh, Dungeon no Nightmare. Nightmare Nightmare yeah that's a brilliant show yes that's it um, so yeah he gives this big explanation of how to get across the complicated tra- trap bridge and then justice smith just puts his put one foot on a step and it's like sorry i didn't realize this was where the bridge technically began <laughs> um uh, the, set, set the, 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 the entire the bridge collapses <laughs> yeah. why why do why do um why do treasure cave designers do that because how do you reset that i don't think you do well, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking the um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wait, is this where the helm is? Yeah, this is where the helm okay, is. Okay, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark has one of these corridors. Not Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's... Um, the Last Crusade. Uh, Last Last Crusade, thank you very much. Um, where he has to step on the, the, the letters that spell out the name of God. Jehovah. In yeah. Hebrew. Jehovah, but Jehovah begins with an I, and he's like J, and oh, <laughs> goes straight through the floor. In the old Aramaic, Jehovah starts it with an I. Who the fuck knows Aramaic? Um, I'm thinking in Goonies, where they find that bone uh, bone piano, and if they press the wrong keys, the f- floor drops away into a ball of pit. One, who designs that? How do you reset it? Can you reset it? And if you can't reset it, why do our heroes when we when they get to those why have they not been set off by someone in the hundreds of years between now and when it was built? Yeah, and I'm assuming if you make a treasure cave, it's to keep your treasure in it that maybe at some point you'll want to retrieve and use for something. Like in the Goonies, the pirates obviously want to get their treasure back. Just by making this one trap that could make the place completely inaccessible, like if someone turns up and sets off the trap, you just fucked yourself. You can't get the treasure either now, you twat. And logistically, how are we building this? Like, are not none of the workers going? Um, so, what happens to this thing? Ah, oh, there's many contractors, Jeff, that you can hire. Lots, lots of very talented contractors. 
But yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Simon, he sets off the bridge, um, but they get the... How do you feel about them having the hither-thither, hither-thither staff and it just being a walking stick? Basically, they get a portal gun. Yeah, I mean, it was another random MacGuffin, but yeah. Yeah. It was also extremely useful in many... It's not even a MacGuffin, it's, it's deus ex machina. It's just, oh, how do we get over this? Magic stick! Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's like a, it was, like, they did, they did find it earlier. No, (laughs) I I, I can't really explain, I can't really explain this away. It was a bit fucking random. Like, that, that, her, her, her her husband, ex-husband or whatever, has had that fucking thing for ages, and not once has he, like, pulled it straight and accidentally found out his, uh, hither, thither stick. So, yeah, they use the, they use basically a portal gun to get across to the other side. Um, they wake up, they get the helm, wake up a fat dragon, fight some dudes, um, and then they escape. Um, do, none of this matters though, because Simon can't even use the fucking helmet. He's got like a tune to it. He goes into a, a weird realm when he puts it on, meets an ancestor who tells him he's a bag of shit and then kicks him out again. Yeah. Which he had actually previously mentioned to, uh, Chris Pine. Why, why are we even getting this thing? I, I won't be able to use it. I'm not. I can't do it. And he's like, we'll sort, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So yeah, so yeah, they have a little bit of a um, a conflict about the fact that um, Chris Pine, even though being the the plan man, he's been kind of winging it. Yep. And don't get me wrong, I love a man who wings stuff. And he he, do, he does wing it pretty well generally, but yeah, just not perfectly. He's the king of wing. Um, so with the helmet of bust, they instead they use the hither thither 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 hither. <laughs> hither, 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 hither. They use the magic stick. Shit, I can't say enough. <laughs> They're gonna sneak Doric into the into into the vault by hiding the portal on a painting and then putting sneaking the painting into the treasure. That was that was a pretty fucking clever plan. But the painting falls falls over in the vault, so that it's facing the floor, which was unfortunate. <laughs> they, they're even like, why would they store it like that? Um, <laughs> um, the others, though, they just walk into the city via the front door. That's a good point. They do. He does say Plan C, though. He says, "I got a good feeling about Plan C." And they use the um, the fake minstrel. Yeah, uh, like the uh, uh, Simon creates an illusion, right? <laughs> yeah, but then Simon gets his foot stuck in a in a, in a and distracts him. In, in a, in a hole, and then the illusion starts to break down. <laughs> In a hilarious and way. It sounds, like, it sounds like a broken record. <laughs> and it starts mor- morphing, morphing into like a melting almost. I was like, what the? F-? And then just goes, fuck, 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 fuck. Who is it? It says, uh, is it Holger? He goes, I think they might be getting suspicious now. <laughs> 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 So they break in. Um, Doric man- turns into a worm or something to sneak sneak underneath the the, the 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 fallen over painting. They get into the vault, but the vault's empty because nothing's in the vault because everything's actually on a boat. Because because um, Forge is screwing what's his name? Forge is screwing over um, everyone in the city now. Yeah, he's taking all the gold and he's going to fuck off on a barge with the with the kid um, and the and the treasure. But- Safina catches the gang, right? Sorry? Safina. Safina. How does she get? She, she, 
she turns it into tentacle monsters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out the ground, start grabbing everyone. Uh, she gets everyone, and then instead of killing them, she puts them in the games. Yeah, why was that again? She 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 had a reason. I I can't remember. Maybe she wants them to be join the undead. Um, Potentially, yeah. I can't remember. I said to remember she had a reason. I can't fucking remember what it was though. I can't remember what it was either. But e- either she probably just yeah. Either way, e- <laughs> because either way is a thin as thin as hell reason. I think the main reason is because if she killed them, then that, then it's credits. Then um. still would have been a good conclusion to the story. Um, yeah, the games. How did you feel about the games? They had a giant coliseum with um, with like a with like a builder maze thing going on. Yeah, the game. I, I was kind of. It would have been nice if the rules of the games had been explained slightly because it was really random. Just mo- like a labyrinth that seems to slowly be disappearing, and there are monsters roaming it. You did say you have to get to the cages. Yeah, and uh, there's like treasure boxes that have weapons that you can use, which does remind me of lots of RPG games I've played. Yeah, and some of the or it's a giant monster. Yeah, the the, the treasure chest monster, which also reminds me of Zelda. Uh, you're also chased by the panthers, which look like they come from fucking Pandora. Yeah, um, that can project holograms of themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, reminded me a bit of the Maze Runner, actually, this bit. The Maze Runner? Because they're in a maze and he ran. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need to watch it then? I think I get the premise. No, it's pretty much it's pretty much covered there. <laughs> cool. Got it. Um, anyway, spinning on. Uh, they escape. They find Forge and the kid on the docks. Forge turns he threatens the kid so now the kid's like oh yeah no you are a cunt oh um in the labyrinth as well there is a nice little uh kickback to dungeons and dragons the 90s cartoon ah yes yeah yeah right uh, the, so they're supposed to get to the cages they do get to the cages and then they decide not to go into the cages because they go they assume that if they go this this is going to be another test and another test and another test so they try. They yeah. find another way of escaping. But inside the cage, there's one team that's managed to actually make it, and uh, one of them is a s- small child barbarian with two horns on his head. One of them is the yellow shield bearing guy. It's the it's the cast from from that that cartoon. It's a nice little reminder. Also, a nice reminder that they're dead now. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the problem. Forge is trying to escape. You just made me sad. They they st- they steal his boat and get the kid and get the gold and then they fuck off on the boat and leave Bar- uh, Forge on the docks. The problem is that Sophina is using the horn of red death, red fart death, on the congregated oh, city yeah. beneath. Co- yeah, of course. Everyone gets out <laughs> by kind of just like in the first when they first do it, like everyone's running for their fucking lives. Yeah, but when the horn is first used, the second time everyone just kind of wanders off. Yeah, but the the, the first time, uh, no one had any warning, and they when they saw the the gas, I went, "What the fuck?" They didn't know what was happening, and then they ran away. So it's too late. In this one, they they'd leave a trail of treasure dropped from the air blimp that gets them out yeah. a- earlier. So before the mist actually starts attacking them, so they have more time. 
if she should she should have just looked down because she is like yeah this is all awesome then she looks down and like the stadium's literally empty yeah and even when they're having the fight in the street outside everyone's just wandering off the only people she gets is the people in the the little the 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 casino over above the um, stadium yeah and assumably your team from the cartoon that's still in that cage just going i think we won Nah, th- those guys are really, really, uh, they're, they're, they're awesome. They would have found a way out of that situation, I'm sure. Oh, potential sequel. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Um, but- <laughs> <laughs> they're alive, goddammit, they're alive. So, yeah, you're right. They used the hither-thither thing to uh, dump gold from the boat onto the streets of the city and the people, le- le- and it leads the people away from the stadium. Um Right, Forge. There's a bit at the beginning of the games where Forge is in the centre of the Colosseum on that very tall column, which at the end of it is like, "This is absurdly high." We <laughs> agree this. Um, <laughs> Forgot about that. He says in his little speech to open the games, uh, "I have a surprise for each and every one of you, so stick around and stay in the stadium." Does he know? I think he knows. That's dark, man. Yeah, but he doesn't give a shit. He just wants the money to get the fuck out of Dodge. I know, but there's there's like stealing, there's um like killing killing people to like get power and shit, and then there's knowingly turning a city full of people into like de- dead zombies and shit. Allowing it to happen. Actually, and allowing it tr- to happen. Making it happen by tricking people into happening. Yes, and then being like in the games, make sure you stick around at the end for a fun surprise, dude. Fuck. But you, you, you remember he—he's the bad guy, Jeff. So it. I know. Still, he's—he's <laughs> bad. He's the bad guy. So it makes a lot there, of sense. There's bad and there's fucked. And then there's Hugh. And then there's Hugh Grant. <laughs> who do you, who do you think is worse, Safina for? planning it and actually blowing the horn and turning them into zombies or him for tricking them into staying so that she can turn them into zombies and for absolutely no gain to himself whatsoever just because she's fucked but she comes from like a society that seems to like be be like angled towards that like she comes from like a a society of darkness worshipping like all that kind of so it's kind I'm not saying she's not this isn't the same argument as vampires aren't evil, right? <laughs> she, she fucked. This is like this is like bad guy. This is like like Nazi level shit. This is bad, right? Um, so who's worse? This is it's like not who's worse, Nazis or collaborators? Yeah, that's kind of the question I'm asking you. Yeah, like at least Nazis, as bad as they are, they're doing it because they believe in it. Whilst collaborators are doing it for their own. Yeah, they don't even believe in it, but they're, but they're making, letting it happen anyway, and like a yeah, they're kind of fucking off both sides. Yeah, so maybe yeah, yeah. Um, Forge is worse. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a he's a shitbag. He's a he's a he's a he's a pest. If he knew about it, yeah, then he's fucked. Yeah. Well, he's a nasty piece of work. I can't I can't get any more strong with my words. Incidentally, by the way, disclaimer, full disclaimer, Nazis, still bad. Um, yeah! <laughs> also, Red Witch is also quite bad. Uh, um, right, the final battle in the square. 
I've only got like one real note for this, which is, um, okay. Why? What? What? what huh? Hmm? It's just nothing really happens. They have a bit of fisticuffs in a square afterwards. Yeah, she's way too easy to beat up. By the way. Uh, that, yeah, but she wouldn't have been too easy to beat up. She would have absolutely destroyed them if uh, Simon hadn't found his confidence. Yeah, Simon did find his confidence when he was pushed up against the wall. They did have mostly a CGI hand fight. Yeah, that was weird. Weird choice. They could have been doing anything. <laughs> if they had had two hand, if they had two giant CG hands each, they could have done like that <laughs> slappy fight, fisticuffs, and I and I would have, I would have allowed it. Uh, but no, they have. Um, yeah, like, they, have, uh, they do have kind of an arm wrestle at some point in midair, which is uh, yeah pointless. But other than that, nothing really happens in it. Other than Holger gets um, do you, stabbed. Do you with do you see blade. her get stabbed? Because I didn't see her get stabbed very very briefly. I didn't see it at all, and then she was just stabbed. There, and I was like, "Well, when did that happen?" Yeah, they don't draw attention to it at all, but it does happen on screen. Fucking, I hate that red witch. Who the hell stabs Michelle Rodriguez? Um, yeah, um, so Michelle Rodriguez is dying and they bring out the tablet of reawakening and it's like, well, we could bring back your mum, but... Yeah, th- this is the point in the movie where Chris Pine's character fully redeems himself in every way. But yeah, it's, it's his her mum would be... Like, she doesn't know her mum because she was a baby when her mum died, but she does know Michelle Rodriguez because she did actually raise her. So instead of bringing back his wife, they bring back Michelle Rodriguez. There was um, a really nice uh, um, point in this where she gets it shows the, the memories of uh, the relationship between Michelle Rodriguez and the kid. But yeah. all of the scenes it shows, the second time I watched it, like it's uh, just slightly to the left of like in the in the memories it shows it like full on in the middle like center stage, in the when it actually happens in in the 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 earlier version like earlier in the story it's like just off to the left it, like there's a bit where they're play fighting in a bar. Um, All right, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can actually see that happening, but like like not the focus of the scene. It's, oh, it so it's ha- in the background it's like, earlier, but yeah, I thought that was really clever. All right. Um. Yeah, I like the fact that they used it on Michelle Rodriguez is dead. Or uh, in is dead instead. <laughs> um, I have a question though: if Tablet of Reawakening just brings people back from the dead, does it like restore their body, or would it like the the guys in the battle yard would his wife be all like decomposed and shit? Yeah, that's a good and point. Be like, well, this is my life now. That's a good point. Although, having said that, um, <laughs> when they brought Michelle Rodriguez back. Um, they didn't have to do emergency surgery, so I'm assuming it does uh, restore the body as well. Yeah, well, she only got stabbed in the shoulder. No, she didn't. Just stabbed in the stomach, didn't she? No, she got stabbed in the shoulder, but it was for Red Witch's blade, so it kills you straight away. Ah, okay. Fair enough. So, yeah. Okay, so if you get if you decapitate someone and then use the thing of awakening, then it's go, yeah, I'm actually oh fuck it now. You could have sewed my head on, but first. Yeah, like um, the hot guy from Bridgerton, he does say um, previously, it's like, well, your wife's like in whatever version of heaven we have here, so maybe she wouldn't be appreciative if you fucking dragging her out of it. Yeah. Um, 
So maybe leave her where she is. It's, it, also, like she's in a box and buried and decomposed and shit. I, does it cover like restoring her body to the way that it was, or will she be a maggot-infested um, bunch of bones forever? It is his like fucking death becomes her. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> it was it was his nice subtle way of saying, "Get over it, mate." Just like fuck's sake. <laughs> The film, the film ends like they get like medals and 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 they have medals and biscuits and all that kind of bollocks. Um, whilst Forge goes to prison, so he's in he's in prison and he um he tries to do the 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 telling his um, backstory. But he's like, well, if I think about it, it goes back to my old mum. And he's it starts and then they're like, uh, we don't have time for this actually. And then Jonathan turns up and he has the exact same plan as. <laughs> But they've bricked up the window. <laughs> it just smashes the wall. Brilliant. And then pretty much the credits start. Do, do, um, do you do you reckon there'll be a, um, a sequel? It didn't. It, um, it didn't really leave like a cliff. It didn't do that annoying thing that films do, where it just like obviously there's going to be a fucking sequel. But it, it's not impossible. Um, not impossible for there to be one either. Right, uh, let's. Uh, I've got some notes on what happened and uh, the reaction to this film. Um, the reaction from normal people, um, it got quite good review. It got very good reviews, actually. IMDb is three point uh, three point is seven point three, which is the almost exact opposite of what I nearly said. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's quite low, I think. But respectable score. It's a respectable score. Um, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, even better, 91%. Oh. So, a popular film. Um, There was was a little bit of backlash against the film from those, the predictable quarters of the internet who have nothing else better to do than whinge about things. Um, No problem with people whinging, just uh, did they have anything useful to whinge about? No, it's the type of people who just say everything is woke. Oh my god, there is a woman in it. And she's and she is strong. What the fuck? So woke. That's 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 one of them. Yeah, so there was backlash because there's black people and women in this. Um their usual argument is, well, it's based on a game that's based on European history, so there wouldn't be black people. How the fuck is it like, based one, on European history? Morons. One, it's a fantasy, and two, it's a movie. It's got wizards and a magical fart horn in it. But you have you draw the line at black people. Shut up, dickhead. One of the characters is a bird. Yeah, is that is that woke? <laughs> You've got a problem with Michelle Rodriguez being a badass. Oh, is that is that unrealistic? Is it? That, that's not woke. That's just fucking fact. They haven't. They they get into these arguments of like measuring women a lot. Like Rod, Michelle Rodriguez isn't that tall. She's like five five five. And so, oh, she's this much and weighs that much. How is she throwing around two hundred pound men? Because she's a barbarian. She's a fucking barbarian, and she's also Michelle Rodriguez, motherfucker. Have you not seen any film with her in? I am. I'm fairly confident. I am taller and heavier than Michelle Rodriguez. Yet I am sure that she could very, very, very easily kick the living shit out of me. I'm pretty sure that her glare would be enough to knock me out. She's good at glaring. That said, though, everyone else, normal people, seem to like the film, but not enough people actually saw it. 
Um, oh, okay. Had a budget of one hundred and fifty million dollars was the budget. Um, its box office was two hundred million. That's a it profited, but not not hugely. Not enough for the. It wasn't what they expected that it was going to be. Yeah, um, so it deserves more for what it is as well. Um. Yeah. It did, yeah. Definitely. Um. The se- sequel plans were pulled. Um. But it's um it's doing really well on um, Paramount Plus apparently. It might, it might end up turning into one of those uh, cult classic films. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would agree with that. Like Shawshank Redemption, when it was first put into cinemas, was a massive flop, right? And now it's one of the all-time favourites of millions of people. So, yeah, when it, it didn't do very well at the cinemas, and the sequels were planned. So that little corner of the internet that are dickheads went, mm, see, we told you. Um, but apparently it's quite popular on Paramount+. Plus. So now Paramount's like, well, actually, okay, the doors are open to potentially making a sequel. Cool. As long as it didn't cost as much. Is it? Um, did it do badly because it wasn't advertised well? Because I'd never heard of this until you said, hey, do you want to watch this one in the trope? I never even knew there was a dungeon. It, it wasn't advertised well. The title's a bit chunky. Mm. Um, it, gives the impression, it gives the impression that there are other ones that you should have seen beforehand. Yeah, because normally you just have Dungeons & Dragons and the sequel has the yeah. tag tagline. Like Dungeons and Dragons as a brand, if you're outside, if you're not into Dungeons and Dragons, then it probably has a little bit of a stank on it anyway, because you're like, oh, I'm not into that. Um, also, a good point. The fact that it has a hyphenated tit- title as well gives because a lot of pe- a lot of film series don't put um, numbers on sequels anymore; they just put a hyphen tit- subtitle. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to tell what order a lot of films go, but. Um, when it just starts like that, you're like, oh, I didn't see the first one. So you don't watch the second one. Yeah. Um, so that might have something to do with it. So badly advertised, badly titled. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, uh, I'm glad that there's a chance of a sequel, but lower lower budget doesn't sound uh, promising. Well, I don't know. They could they could do, do something. I mean, they did quite a lot. They had, like, the undertaint that's got to be expensive. Um, the... Uh, and and uh, fairly fairly, po- had, fairly pointless as well. They had the undertaint. They had two huge genocide scenes, uh, yeah. <laughs> actual and attempted. Um, <laughs> True. Uh, they had a moving maze. I mean, they could make cutbacks. They could make it like a smaller story, set it in the real world with people playing Dungeons and Dragons, and then magically get. No. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that we haven't haven't mentioned about this this movie in, in particular no i think i think we did a pretty thorough thorough job there actually out of um out of our out of our teams who do you think is the is the best most cohesive team oh we didn't talk about that's what we didn't talk about because uh, the italian mm. job we were rating their their abilities and stuff uh, yeah, that, so, I mean, Chris Pine as a planner would kind of reminds me of Mark Wahlberg as a planner. <laughs> he, well, he's, he he wings it a lot, so he does. He, I think he gets points for that. Holger is the muscle. Yeah, does what she but does. he wings it a lot. Does what it says on the. T- but he he wings it a lot, and his job is the planner, which means that he's not a good planner. He's a good winger. <laughs> 
So he's not good at his job. Yeah. Also, in the final fight, he kind of doesn't do anything. Yeah, everyone else comes up with the plan, right? In fact, it, wait, 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 wait. In all of the fights, he doesn't do anything. Like it, when when uh, Holger's like talk, that guy's about to chop their head off, and he's, she's yeah. she's talking about her, that axe and how it needs linseed oil or whatever. And then she yeah. she beats the shit out of everyone while he's trying to get his get his uh, ropes off, and then he hits one guy with a loot. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was pre- he was pretty fucking useless the entire time. We got Holger as the muscle. Yeah, did her job perfect. Although she did die, she did die. So you lose points. Which for which by the way ruined the entire point of the plan, which was to revive his wife. So she did fuck everything yeah. up. <laughs> yeah alright selfish um, Simon the mage he starts off shit gets better yeah I'd say I'd say the, the best was probably uh, what's the name Doric like, Doric yeah like even even when did a job even when the even when the painting falls over she finds a way around it and still makes it work she she doesn't yeah. doesn't fuck up once yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, yeah, she um Zenk. Zenk? Well he does his mentorship, yeah. Uh, yeah he, he does a bloody good job, yeah. Yeah. And then the kid is a fucking idiot for listening in the first place. Yeah. Um uh, she mostly presented problems. Who is the worst bad guy out of out of the three? So we have um what's his name? Um Oh the the the, the smoky ghost. Uh, no, out of the three films. Oh, out of the three films. So we've got uh, Richard. Uh, Do you mean the worst the as in the most evil, or the worst as in the the worst at being a bad guy? Uh, most evil. Okay, what was the second film we did? Uh, it was Now You See Me. So Morgan Freeman slash Ooh. Michael Caine. Ooh. Um. That it's close between Ed Norton and Morgan Freeman. I'd, I'd probably say Ed, Ed Norton. No, no, actually, actually, no, Morgan Freeman, because the one job he has, he never once gets right. He's supposed to see through tricks, and never once does he see through a trick. I thought we were talking about who was the most evil. Okay, the most evil, that would be the Red Whip. Uh, oh, Forge. Forge, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Agreed. Nice. Um, right. Is there anything else that we should we we should? Um, your your ra- your rating out of ten. Oh yeah, shit. Rating. Keep forgetting about that. <coughs> I'm gonna go high. I'll go eight. I was thinking around eight, and then uh, I was thinking about pushing up to eight point five. Eight eight point five. Eight point five. I'll stick at eight. Um, yeah, f- fun to be had for the whole family. No, I think I am being a bit generous though. Eight's probably fair. Right, that's all that we have for this week. Um, Colin, where can people find you if they so wish to do such a thing? Japan. Yeah, you have. You've, you're on TikTok now, aren't you? I am. Yeah, unfortunately, I, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't like. You that. Have I don't like it. <laughs> I haven't actually used it. I, I just, just. You have to give the algorithm time. <laughs> I, I, I just. The only thing I'm following is this podcast, and that's the only thing I've liked and commented on, and that's the only time I'm going to look at TikTok. Uh, Colin dot Colin dot Colin dot Gerard 
92 is my Instagram one, though. If you want to see my cooking, that's about the only reason that you would ever want to check it. Uh, you can find me at TBA underscore tweets, where you can either let us know what you think about the films that we saw um, this week, or you can suggest uh, trope ideas for the future. So drop us uh, a message on there if you like. Uh, also, like, subscribe, follow, whatever the platform that you're listening to on this Um do whatever words those tell you to do, please. I can't think of a better way to say that. Um, <laughs> um, also, if you have a, if you have any uh, suggestions, like uh, different things to try in the format, then we'll be open to listening. Also, we are on TikTok and YouTube at the Badger's Apprentice, or a variation of the Badger's Apprentice, where shorts, uh, funny clips from these shows go up, as well as static videos of. Um, the podcast and whatever like Badger's Apprentice nonsense goes on there as well um, and we also have a Patreon now um, where we'll be throwing up like show notes and uh, extra clips and uh, bonus episodes and stuff like that so if you want to help support the podcast um, it would be highly appreciated um, but that's all from me um, see you next time laters see ya <laughs> <laughs>